you are listening to a bonus episode of Talking at 33 RPM, where I go over underrated Judas Priest songs. Thank you, as always, for listening to Talking at 33 RPM. episode of talking at 33 rpm i am your host rich and today i just wanted to give you guys something it's been actually it's been about a month since we uploaded anything due to some personal projects due to obligations work real life all that good stuff so we have a episode coming friday we're going to be recording it's going to be an all metallica episode uh, looking forward to it. We're going to be doing a couple of news stories. Uh, then we're going to get right into Red Lightning. And then we're going to end just with our picks of just some of our favorite Metallica songs. It's going to be a great episode. We look forward to recording it. But to hold you guys over, I wanted to go over a very special band. Uh, Judas Priest is one of my all-time favorite metal bands. It's one of my introductions to the wonderful genre of metal. It's a band that I hold in very high regard. It's a band most of us love. They kind of influenced the way new wave British heavy metal would become. They they influenced a lot of metal going forward in general. Uh, without Priest, metal wouldn't really have the image that I, I really think it has. Because when you think Judas Priest, that when you think heavy metal, a lot of times you think Judas Priest thinks studs, the leather, the the loud guitars, the excitement of the band, just everything that encapsulates what's great about heavy metal. Now, Priest has, in my opinion, really never had a bad album. Some episodes, some albums aren't as good, but even a not perfect album still has a lot of things going on. And one of the things I don't feel enough people talk about is the underrated stuff from the albums. We all know our favorite songs of Priest. I mean, everybody's got their favorites. Um, but I wanted to do something a little different. Uh, Loudwire put out a list of the their picks of the most underrated song from each and every Judas Priest album. So I just want to talk about the albums a little bit, talk about their pick, talk about if I agree or disagree. Just kind of give you guys a quick bite-sized episode, like I said, to hold you guys over until we record our main episode, episode three on Friday. So let's get started. Um, Rockarola. Now, Rockarola is Priest's first album. Now, in the 70s, Priest had a much different sound than we would come to know going forward, especially with 80s Priest, 90s Priest. I actually prefer 
in a lot of ways, the first four albums of Priest, they had a much more unique presence and a much more unique sound. Their first album, Rockerola, isn't the greatest piece of music the band would put out, but it's a great album and it's definitely a great introduction to the band. It's not as heavy, it's very 70s, because that's the thing about Priest. You'd be surprised to know that if you didn't, this band's been around since mid-70s. In fact, their first album came out in 1974. This album also has two different album covers. Um, I prefer the the one with the robot monster thing riding the missiles to the other album cover, which is just a bottle cap that says Rockerola. I know a lot of people prefer the bottle cap, but it is what it is. Now, Badwire says that their pick would be Run of the Mill. I agree completely with this song. It's a very slow moving song with great riffs, great solos. And what's really cool about these first two albums going forward is there's a lot of, well, not a really a lot, but there are a few really slower pre-songs. And I really do like the way Halford can do those slower moving songs. And his voice, along with the solos, and just with everything going on in eight minutes, it just really encapsulates what Priest was in the 70s. And I, I just think it's it's not only one of the most underrated Priest songs, I think it's one of the best Priest songs. And it's definitely, definitely a song, if you've never heard it, definitely go check it out. In fact, check out the whole album. Rock and Roll, like I said, you're not getting the Priest that you would expect like I said, in the 80s. 70s Priest is a little different, but it aged very well. And once we get into the next album, you're definitely going to see Priest evolving. Because that's the other thing about Priest. Every album just evolves. They take some risks. They play the safe. They sometimes go with the popular. But it's always Priest, and it's always great. So let's get into the next one. The next album is Sad Winds of Destiny. Uh, Loudwire picked Island of uh, Domination. I disagree with this choice. I love Island of Domination, and I love the album in general. But for me, I'm going to go with The Ripper on this one. I know The Ripper is, a po- is in most free circles amongst the fans a very popular song, but the casual listener, it's not going to be. When everyone thinks of Victim of Changes, usually the first song that always comes to their head is Victim of Changes. Victim of Changes is on this album, and it's one of the greatest pre-songs. Not even that, it's one of the greatest heavy metal songs of all time. And it's strangely enough what starts the album. I was reading a book. Um, the book was called the, All the Priest Albums all the songs, something like that. It's on Amazon. It's great. Um, the one paragraph that I read was, if you take the first part of the album, from Victim of Changes down to Deceiver, and you put that underneath Prelude, Prelude, Tyrant, Genocide, Epitaph, Epitaph, Domination, and ends with Deceiver, you get a much better album. And if you've never done that, definitely do that. It does make the album a lot better. It adds a lot to it. And I think it just flows better. 
Now back to the song in hand, The Ripper. This, it's one of the heaviest three songs of this era. And it starts with that classic Halford high pitched screech. It's just a powerful, powerful screech the way he starts it. The song, the subject matter is amazing. Subject matter is about Jack the Ripper. The way the song flows, you kind of get, you kind of get the feeling that you're there in the cold London streets. And it's just, everything about the song is just awesome. And Halford delivers a extremely beautiful vocal range on the song. And it's, it's definitely one of the, in Freeze history, like I said, every album of Ops. And this is when you're going to start getting the heavier Freeze. This is going to start going into the Freeze that we know. This is going to be to the next album, which is Sin After Sin. I very much agree with Loudwire's choice on this one. Their pick is The Last Rose of Summer. Last Rose of Summer is one of my favorite free songs. It's a slower song again. It's a beautiful, beautiful lyrics just about the end of summer. And I also feel like it has to do a lot with death. Some of the, like, the way Halford sings this, the way the lyrics flow, it has to be about death. It seems like it's the death of someone's love of their life. It's the last rose of summer. It's the death of, of his rose. It's the death. It's just death and rebirth. It's a beautiful, powerful song. It's actually to be like I was mentioning in the seventies. Priest really had very unique songs. I think there would be a little bit more unique than what they would have going forward. And this is a very haunting song. It's a very sad song when you really look at the lyrics. But it's also a beautiful song. Rob Halford and Glenn Tipton wrote this song and it's I listened to it and it kind of gets to me a little bit and you just kind of sit there and it's just, a, just a very somber song. I don't understand why the song is as underrated as it is. It should be more celebrated. It should be more known. It's a song that, yeah, I, I, it's just a really beautiful song. I really don't know how much more I could say about that. Uh, the album Sin After, Sin After Sin is great. It's got one of my, my favorite priest cover arts cemetery thing going for it it's very it's a very eerie omnibus cover and i i was actually looking online a few weeks back and someone actually posted a picture of them actually at that mausoleum and it's really cool you look at that and you're like oh wow that is the mausoleum from sin after sin it's definitely really cool uh please give this song a give this song a listen it, it really i think will give you more of a bigger appreciation of what Priest was in the 70s. A lot of people listen to Priest don't really go back to these albums that often. And it is a shame, especially considering not a lot of people know this song. No one ever brings it up when I talk Priest to people. No one ever really thinks about it. It's just a song that's been lost in the shuffle. 
So I guess I just give it a chance. All right, so we're gonna go forward. Uh, the next one is sin, uh, stained class, saints in hell. I very much agree with this song. This is one of the coolest resources. It's got one of the best hooks. It's got one of. The, it's got some of the best riffs. Great solo. This song and Beyond the Realms of Death, I think, honestly, make this album. And this is right before Hellbent for Leather would come out. And you're going to see Priest take a huge turn from their 70s to what they would start doing Hellbent for Leather on. And Sin After Sin, I mean, <laughs> sorry, uh, Saints in Hell is definitely part of that evolution to get to where Priest is as, is as heavy as they are. When I saw Priest in 2018, they played this live and I was so happy. I wish Glenn and KK were there for it, but I was just happy to get it. And from what Priest is doing now with their touring, they're going back into their 70s catalog uh, in fact, they actually did Rockarola um, on their last tour, I believe. And Priest needs to revisit more of their older catalog. And I, I hope someday they they do Last Rose of Summer. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear Run of the Mill and Victim of Changes. I, these songs, I hate it when bands forget some of these songs like this and looking at these albums and looking at the fact that these are underrated songs it bothers me a lot because they shouldn't be underrated songs and saints in hell is it just baffles my mind that this is considered an underrated song but it is um again it's one of those songs only really talks about staying class is an album the hardcore priest fans they love this album they know this album same thing could be said for Sin After Sin, Sad Wings of Destiny, and Rock and Roller. But, uh, and there's going to be one album coming up about later that you'll see when we get up to it. But right now, give these four songs a chance. I think you'll get a different appreciation for Priest, and I think you'll really start to love, possibly like me, a little bit more to what they had in the 80s. So let's get into Hellbent for Leather. All right. Hellbent for Leather was when Priest really became Priest. This is when the motorcycles came out. This is when the spikes came out. This is when the leather came out. This is when things got a little crazier. Things got bigger. Things got just what would become the 80s to current Priest. Uh, Loudwire has Burning Up as their pick. I can understand why they would pick that. It's got a great new solo. It's got interesting riffs. It's got good harmony. It's, it's a great song. But Evil Fantasies is the song that I'm going to personally pick that should be the underrated song for this album. Evil Fantasies is one of the coolest Rob Halford vocal performances I've ever heard. The way he sings the song is just 
it sounds dirty it sounds sexual it sounds well it is the, the whole song is just about bdsm which i guess considering halford i believe started i believe came out around this time i could be wrong but i think he did come out at this time so for him to have a song like this i it makes sense and it's just it's such a cool song it's just such a you feel a little dirty when you listen to it it's just it's, his vocals on it is just so cool and i can't express that enough and i definitely yeah i'm gonna definitely pick the old fantasies the whole album is incredible from top to bottom helping for leather is my personal favorite priest album uh, this is one I never get tired of. I don't have to be in any sort of mood to listen to it. I put it on it, and that's it. I'm hooked from the whole from the top to bottom. Yeah, classics like Green, Green Metalicia in here, uh, Forever in here, uh, Evening Star, uh, Killing Machine. It's such a great album. Love it, and I'm glad to talk about it. Glad to talk about all these albums. I love Judas Priest, and... That's why I thought this would be a perfect bonus episode. Anyway, let's get into the next one, which is British Steel. British Steel is the album that you ask anybody. It's the first album they're going to think about when you mention Judas Priest. It is their biggest album. It's their most successful album. It's, in my opinion, their most overrated album. I like, I like British Steel. I don't love British Steel. I enjoy it. It's got a couple of songs in it I really do love. United, uh, Living After Midnight, Grinder, and Metal Gods. And my pick for the most underrated song on the album. Loudwire has Steeler on here. I can understand Steeler. Steeler is, it, it, when you think New Wave British Heavy Metal, Steeler is a good pick. It's got that, it's got the New Wave, the the new wave British heavy metal sound down to a T on the song. And I agree with that. But my pick's going to be The Rage. The Rage is such a great song. It's Ian Hill. His bass work is unbelievable in the song. The whole song's got this really incredible reggae tone to it. It's not the heaviest song, but it's heavy. It's got a great solo in it. It's got great vocal work in it. It's just a great song it's to me it's one of the coolest songs it's a song that gets me pumped whenever i hear it and it makes listening to british steel worth it like i said i'm not the biggest fan of it but when i hear this song i all right it is a good album and it's definitely their most successful and i for good reason and it's the album that got me into into priest I got into Priest the first time I heard um, Breaking the Law. I remember seeing the video, and I just became a Priest fan right after that went out. Bought British Steel. I bought a two-pack of British Steel and Screaming for Vengeance. And I, after that, I started just filling in the blanks, listening to everything, and just falling in love with Priest and becoming a lifelong Priest fan. Really definitely love this. And I believe this is the first album that that Dave Holland would join. Now say what you will, like Dave Holland is I'm not really gonna get into it here, but from 
what the allegations are. He's a piece of work, but he's a great drummer. And he really puts his chops into this album. And he's going to go for a few of them. I believe he plays all the way up to Turbo. So he would be with Priest for a little while. And he is definitely, before Scott Travis, he definitely... He definitely is a favorite amongst a lot of Priest fans. Personally, I prefer Scott Travis on the kit, but I do respect Dave Holland for what he did for the bands. Like I said, you're not going to hear much praise if never happened, happened. It's just, it's, I don't really want to get into it. I don't bring up politics or anything on the show. The show is about heavy metal, and that's the big things. All right, next album is Point of Entry. Point of Entry. This is an album I think gets too much hate. It's definitely not Priest's best album by any means. But people really put this album down. Not a lot of people listen to it. The unfortunate reality is this album came out right in between British Neil Screaming Conventions. No album Priest put out would top either of those two albums. Even when we get to Defenders of Faith, which is a really loved album by Priest. British Steel and Screamer Vengeance is what people really know Priest for. And I think more people should listen to Point of Entry. In fact, on my way home today, I was just listening to the whole thing. And I really do love the album. I really do think it's much better than here. Is it Priest's best album? No. But it's got some damn fine things. Some of my favorite Priest songs of all time are um, for instance, Desert Plains, Heading Out to the Highway, and Hot Rockin', which actually I'm glad I brought up Hot Rockin' because on Point of Entry, Loudwire gave Hot Rockin' the, the nod. I agree. Um, Hot Rockin', I mean, you know what, now I'm thinking about it, I'm going to give this one to Solar Angels. Solar Angels is a song that I think more people should really give a chance to. When I first heard it, I didn't like it too much. But as I've gotten older and listening to this album more, Solar Angels definitely grows on me. It's got an incredible riff. Uh, the lyrics are a little silly, but it's a really good pre-song. And it's some of the best guitar work, I, I think, on the album. In fact, even um, Eddie Trunk brought up that uh, the same thing, that it's like it's one of those songs from Priest that you don't really think about. In fact, that's what really an underrated song really is. You don't really think about it, but when you hear it and you really just listen to it, you really start to love it. And Solar Angels is definitely that song. Give Solar Angels a chance, especially if you've never really give Point of Entry a chance at all. Some songs on Point of Entry do really suck. Like, I don't, don't Go, I think, is bad. You Say Yes is bad. Uh, but for the most part, Point of Entry is a better album than people give it credit for. And it's it just, the problem with Point of Entry is, like I said, it's in between British Steel and Screen Inventions. It's in between two of the, two of the biggest metal albums of all time. It's hard. Uh, but that's my take on point of entry. 
So let's get into the next one now. We are at Screaming for Vengeance. Yes, yeah, so Screaming for Vengeance. This is a huge, huge win for the priest. This album, I think, is a lot better than British Steel. And as the band evolves, this is where they're, in my opinion, everything just aligned perfectly for Priest. Scream of Vengeance is the album for every. It doesn't matter what kind of Priest you like. There's a song on here for every Priest fan. Picking a song on this album is not easy. It's. I mean, how really could you pick an underrated song? Every song on here is, is perfect. And Loudwire's pick on here, to me, is a strange one. They picked Bloodstone. Now, Bloodstone, I feel like, is a favorite amongst a lot of Priest fans. Bloodstone is that kind of song that that if you're a fan of priest you love it you really wouldn't think it's underrated me personally if i had to pick one i would go with fever fever is one of the coolest songs priest has ever done it's got a really great tone it's not a crazy song it's more of a slow down song but not too slow it's like in that great middle Fever's got extremely catchy riffs. It's got extremely catchy vocals. It's just a great performance. And it's just, it's a song, it's one of those songs that just you hear it and I just get pumped up. And it's just, I'm just loving listening to it. And it's just, it's a song that just puts me in a good mood no matter what. But no one talks about fever. Every time I've ever had a conversation with Scream for Vengeance, Bloodstones come up, Prisoner in Your Eyes has come up. Uh Electric Eye, the Hellion comes up. Pain and Pleasure has come up. Take These Chains has come up. Nobody brings up Fever. And it's a damn shame. It's that song that... It's just one of those songs. It's just... It, it, it never really caught on, I guess. And it's it, to me, it's, it should be more in everybody's listening radar. But Loudwire, I really disagree with you on this one. And... I just don't think it was a great choice. Love the song. I just don't, I just don't see it being underrated. Is what it is. Um, but yeah, Screaming for Vengeance. Love the album. Love everything on it. And in fact, I'm just gonna listen to it again later. It's just such a great, great album. Next, we have Defenders of Faith. Defenders of Faith. Uh, a lot of some people, priest fans, will say that that one's better than Screaming for Vengeance. A lot of other people will say Screaming for Vengeance better than Defenders of Faith. These two albums go head to head a lot, and I think for good reason. Uh, Defenders of Faith, it's not my favorite priest album. In fact, I think towards the end, the last uh, three or four songs, I think it kind of falls a little flat. The way Defenders of Fate starts, I can see why people love it. it, it the first, I want to say, six or seven songs, it's it's just banger after banger. It's just 
it's incredible. You have songs like the Sentinel in here, the bites, some heads are gonna roll. You have Free Will Burning, Jawbreaker. It's a great, great album. So Loudwire picked uh, Night Comes Down for this, and I agree. I agree a lot. Night Comes Down is, unfortunately, it's in there towards with the last few songs on the album that kind of fall flat. This is the diamond in the rough. Night Comes Down is a very moody song. It's it's that priest I love. It's that much slowed down priest. It's that very melodic priest. It's that just calm, awesome priest. It's got an incredible chorus. It's this song just is just such a good mood enhancer. Like no joke. I listen, I'm on the train going home. It's, it's dark coming home, but night comes down on. It just makes me just feel part of the night. It's just such a great, powerful threesome. And the fact that it is underrated makes sense. Like I said, um, Defenders of Fate, the way the album starts is amazing. The way the album ends is not as great. I feel like if night comes down was a little higher towards like that first four or five songs, I think it would have been a much better received song. I definitely love it. Uh, give us a chance. It was one of my favorites. It, I would actually probably put it on my top 10 pair of pre songs of all time if I'm being honest here. It's such a great song. Up next, we have another divisive album amongst Priest fans uh, Turbo. Turbo is device amongst priest fans because it was very synthesizer heavy. It's a very, it's a very odd priest album. I really like Turbo. In fact, I love the album very much, but I do know it's not everybody's cup of tea when it comes to priest. I think priest took a chance with this, and I think me personally, I think the chance paid off. Um, but I get it. Uh, you just had Defenders of Faith, Scream of Vengeance. You're excited. How heavy is Priest going to get? Like I said, when Screw for Vengeance came out, that was, I think, personally, where everything built up to that. The evolution of Priest built up to Screaming for Vengeance. And after that, it just... I don't really feel the evolution as much until we get to Painkiller, where I'll get to Painkiller. We'll, we'll get there. But... Turbo, I think, is a great album, and I think it deserves more of a chance. In fact, I could personally say every song on this, except Turbo Lover, because everybody knows Turbo Lover. They play it at all their shows. It's a great song, but honestly, whenever I listen to Turbo, I kind of skip Turbo Lover, because I've heard it so many times. It's like when I listen to the Black Album, I will not listen to Andrew Sandman. I hate that song. Turbo Lover is kind of one of those things where it's like, I really like the song, but I don't want to listen to it. It's just so over. I've heard it so many times. I just don't want to listen to it. Oddly enough, Breaking the Law hasn't had that effect on me, which is which is strange. And you got another thing coming, same thing. Oddly, those two songs haven't hit me that way yet, but I can't with Terrible Lover. It's just, it's just it's too much. But, um, 
get back to the task at hand before I get into a tangent here. Loudwire picked Reckless on this. Uh, I like Reckless. I think it, 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 it is definitely an underrated song. In fact, like I said, the whole, pretty much 85% of the album is underrated. Um, but I'm going to go with on this one, Out in the Cold. Out in the Cold is what the entire album should have been. What do I mean? You go down the track list for Turbo. You got Turbo Lover, Locked In, Private Property, Parental Guidance, Rock New Around the World. I can understand why a lot of Priest fans are put off by this album for those songs alone. It's not the Priest you're used to. It's not the Priest you're expecting. It's more of a poppy, fun Priest. It's a very odd Priest. And... It is fun songs. I said I like this album a lot, uh, but I understand very much why fans are put off. Now, if this was the first Priest album I ever heard, I might not actually like the band. But when I know this album's coming, when I listen to all the albums back to back, that's why I enjoy it. It's kind of a different feeling Priest album and to me it's just fun but once you get to out in the cold it seems more serious it's a lot more melodic it's a lot it's a lot heavier than the rest of the album it sounds like judas priest it sounds like a song you would associate with priest it's 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 a very i know i'm using the same terminology here a lot but I can't play the songs because of copyright issues. But trust me when I say that Out in the Cold is the epitome of what the entire album should be. It, Turbo Lover it really is a good pre-song too. I'm, like I said, I'm not going to take it away from a song. I love the song. I just don't ever want to hear it again. Out in the Cold is not like that. Out in the Cold is the one song on this album that I could listen to over and over again and listen to the album it's a reward once you get to out in the cold. It's it, it, it's whiplash, honestly, when you get to the song because of how like just how strange and in some ways kind of juvenile um, the first few songs are. And once you get down the cold, it's like shit. This is Judas Priest. This is the priest I remember. Now I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't get to the song because of what you had to get through to get out in the cold. Like I said, me personally, I like the songs. They're not going to be my favorites by any means, but they are fun songs. And that's my two cents on Turbo. All right, we have Ram It Down. This album, I can't stand. I try so much to get into Ram It Down. This is the only Priest album that I genuinely don't think is any good. It's the song pick here by Loudwire is probably it's only saving grace, which is um, Love Zone. See, the problem with Ram It Down is... Oh, and the title track, Ram It Down is a great song. Ram It Down, Love Zone, and Blood Red Skies is the only saving graces on this album. And yeah, I would say Love Zone is definitely an underrated pick. Um, this album is not very well received. 
good reason. In fact, I know a lot of people who actually prefer Turbo over this album. Ram It Down is unfortunately, Ram It Down and Turbo, and unfortunately, kind of lower points for Priest, and it gets better. It gets a lot better with the next one, but give Love Zone a chance. You may like it more than I do. You may like the album more than I do. Music is subjective. I just personally can't stand it down. I have tried so many times to listen to the album in its entirety. I just can't do it. Am I missing something? Probably. But it is what it is. Um... The next album, 1990, we have Painkiller. Painkiller is that album you listen to and go, where the hell did this come from? Painkiller is Priest's fastest, it's Priest's heaviest, it's Priest's most chaotic album. I love Painkiller. I love how fast it is. I love how heavy it is. It's such a great album. It's, it's fun. Like I said, it's just, it's chaotic. The song here that was picked was One Shot of Glory, which I disagree with. I do not think One Shot of Glory is an underrated song. In fact, I think it's a song most people who really like this album know. And I I might be wrong, but I think they're playing it at their more recent tours. And for good reason. It's such a great song. And Battle Hymn, right before it, I think is perfect placement. Battle Hymn goes into One Shot of Glory, and it's marvelous. It's a metal anthem. It's incredible. But, like I said, I disagree that that's the underrated song. The song I picked is Metal Metal Meltdown. Metal Meltdown is one of the coolest songs I've ever heard in my life. The chorus alone uh, can't stop the metal melt that meltdown run for your lives the way it's sung by Albert is I get goosebumps every time I hear it I get goosebumps every time I think about the song it's one of my favorite songs it's like it's definitely my if I had to make a top 10 right now of three songs this would be high up there possibly top five it's such an incredible song and I only ever heard of one podcast that ever agreed with me on this and even mentioned it. A lot of people don't even mention this song, and it's a damn shame. A lot of times when you hear people talk about Painkiller, it's like the title track, All Guns Blazing, One Shot of Glory, um, Nightcrawler, especially between the hammer and the anvil, but no one talks about Metal Meltdown. It's so good. It's It's such a heavy metal satire kind of in my opinion it's just like it just feels like a satire with heavy metal and that's why i love it <laughs> it's just it's such a fun song um I, yeah but that that's definitely my pick uh painkiller great album and considering what ram it down and turbo was this was such a breath of fresh air so now we get into an album i have wanted to talk about in fact, it's one of the reasons why I started doing a rock and metal podcast was at some point to do a review on this album. I'm not going to go too much into it because, like I said, I want to do a whole episode dedicated to this album at some point. But it's 
such an incredible jugulator. Halford left Priest to pursue his solo career with Fight, with some of the solo stuff. And Tim the Ripper Owens came in and took the reins of vocal talent for Priest. In fact, he got the name Ripper Owens after the song The Ripper. Uh, the story goes, when he auditioned, he sung the song so well because Tim Owens was in a uh, tribute band to Priest called British Steel. He just the band saw him, the band loved him. He went and he actually does. I really do love Tim's voice. He did a lot of work with Iced Earth. He's, uh, in fact, just released a great album, um, KK's Priest. If you haven't heard it, check it out. It's, it's a lot of the remnants of older Priest with KK Downing in there and Tim Owens and vocals again. I have to listen to the whole thing in its entirety, but I've heard half of it so far and I've I really do love it. It's finally out. I was following the singles. It's it's really good. It definitely, to me, sounds like a lot of older free stuff with, with Tim Owens in there. It, it sounds more demolition-y than Jugulator, but it is what it is. But Jugulator is the most underrated work Priest has ever had. There is no album more underrated from Priest catalog than Jugulator. There is no collection of songs more underrated from Priest and Jugulator. In fact, it is so hard to even listen to this album. Copies of this album are, are hard to get. They're also worth money. You can't listen to it on any streaming sites. In fact, Halford himself buried this album any chance he got. I don't understand the hate that Halford has this album. It's boggling my mind. In fact, I had to download it from archive.org. That's actually how I got the album on my phone. You can listen to it on YouTube, but I would suggest downloading it from archive. It's, it's so good. Um, the song that was picked here is Cathedral Spires. I actually have it exclamation points pointed about three or four times. And I guess I was very happy when I made my, my notes here. But Cathedral Spires is my personal favorite Judas Priest song. It's one of the most epic metal songs. It's, it's incredible. It's Tim Owens' best vocal work. It's one of Priest's greatest songs. It's this whole album kills me so much of how underappreciated it is. People don't even know it exists. People don't even realize it's the continuation of Painkiller. And if you go on Spotify, the, the next album we're going to talk about is the only Tim Owens album that you can get on Spotify, Apple Music, Rhapsody, Napster, whatever. But Jugulator has been forgotten. Jugulator has been buried. Jugulator isn't even printed to get right now. There is a lot of talk about getting it on Spotify, getting it on streaming services, putting it back in print. It's not going to happen. A remaster for this album needs to happen, but I don't see it ever happening. I would do anything to see Halford do a live rendition of Cathedral Spires. I think he'd be perfect for it. I think it would be a perfect song to do on a tour. People would love it. In fact, um, 
can give a shout out to one of my favorite podcasts, uh, Heavy Metal Hangover. Uh, Chris and Jay used to be on a radio station years ago. And when this album came out, they would get calls constantly to put the song on the radio. It's Cathedral Spires is just, if you heard it, you would understand the love I have for and the passion I have for the song. It's my favorite priest song. It's one of my favorite priest albums. And there's such other good stuff. Bullet Train's on here. Uh, Dead Meat's on here. The title track, Jugulator's on here. Burn in Hell. And I, I may have mentioned it. Uh, Bullet Train and Death Row. I mean, there's, there's more songs in here. But it's such a good collection of songs. And I think it's a perfect continuation of Painkiller. Listen to this album. Just... Give it a try, or at least just listen to Cathedral Spires. I think you'll love it. And if you don't love it, tell me. Comment that you don't love it. Email me. Email the show. Check out my Facebook. Just listen to it. Just tell me what you thought of this song. I am just so passionate about Jugulator. I'm so passionate about where Priest was at this point. And I guess a lot of it has to do with the fact that obscurity is one of the reasons why I love it so much, but I love this album. Give it a chance, please. Let's show Priest that people want this out there. People want this more known. People want to hear Jugular. People want to hear Cathedral Spires. Let's get it known. And now that I'm off my soapbox, I have another sip of my beer and we'll get into the next two moments. All right, we are up to Demolition. Demolition is the second um, album by Tim Owens, and it's also the last time Tim Owens was in the band. This album is not as good at all as Jugulator. I like it, but it's not great. Uh, it, It feels like to me, now I could be wrong, but when I was saying before that some albums from Priest, I think were chasing trends. This one, I think, was because to me, the song sounds a lot like something Pantera would put out. It's just not good Pantera. Now, at this, at this point, Pantera was pretty huge. Pretty huge. They were, they were unbelievably huge. And one of the greatest bands, Rest in Peace, Dimebag. Rest in peace, Vinnie Paul. I love Pantera, so that's kind of why I kind of get Pantera-ish vibe from this. Again, I might be wrong. I don't know. But that's just the way it's supposed to be. Now, Wildwire pick Jekyll and Hyde. I disagree. I think the uh, most underrated song here is one-on-one. In fact, honestly, to me, not only is it the only is the most underrated song on the album, to me it's the best song on the album. It's the only song worth listening to. Jekyll and Hyde is really good too. Yeah, I would just say if you're gonna listen to Demolition, just listen to Jekyll and Hyde on one on one. I like it because of Tim Owens, and I really like again, I really like Tim Owens' voice, and I think he did great things for Priest. And but this album just wasn't Jugulator, and it, Jugulator to me was so good. This is just not that. And I would have loved it to have been that, but I think also what bothers me is this is the one that's on streaming services. This is the one where you can buy still. This is this this is the album that is still around. Uh, it is what it is. Um, that's demolition. I'm not gonna 
be on it too much because I want to get to the next one. Uh, we're down on the last four albums here. The next one is Angel of Retribution. Angel of Retribution was Alfred's big return, and what a return it was. This album is incredible. It's Alfred back, Alfred taking no shit, Alfred's putting out an album priest, and goddamn is it good. Uh, Loudwire picked Demonizer. I disagree. I think the the right choice should have been Loch Ness. Loch Ness is a huge 13-minute epic. It starts out with the song Eulogy, which um, is kind of like a prelude to Loch Ness. And it's really great piano in there, really great sound. It's just such a omnibus song that once you get into Loch Ness, it's oh, it's unreal. It will put goosebumps on you. It will, it will really just go wow. It's it's long. Now I'm not gonna lie. It's that it's Priest's longest song, and. I think, anyway, there might be songs longer on Nostradamus, but I think at this point, anyway, in their career, this was the longest song so far in their career. And it's so good. It has one of the coolest riffs I've ever heard. It's subject matters with Blackness Monster. It's just such a great chorus. It's got a long instrumental portion. It's just an epic from start to finish. It's a 13-minute long epic, and it's the best album closer of Judas Priest's entire career. This is the best album closer I've ever heard from this band, and I think it's perfect the way they placed it. I think it really marked Halford's comeback, and this is Priest back where Priest was and this i kind of feel was another evolution for priest i really think um especially with Ness, it was so good so good listen to lockness listen to angel retribution you'll love it if you're a priest fan you'll absolutely love it all right so now we're gonna get to the last three these um nostradamus is the next one i really like nostradamus uh, it's I like I love concept albums and this is Priest's only concept album. This was another divisive one because when this came out, a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people said it was too convoluted, it was too long. Yeah, and it's all those things. I hated this album when I first heard it. I was annoyed at the album, but over time, well then again, I also bought like a $60 collector's edition for this. And I remember just being annoyed, but I listened to it more and more and more. And I eventually came out really liking it. Um, I could listen to this album anytime. I like the whole idea of it. I like the whole Nostradamus thing, that portion of it. I like the way the album story flows. I just think it's it's a great album. It's definitely not going to be everybody's favorite priest album. Not by a long shot. In fact, you're probably not going to like this album. That's okay. But underrated, it really is. 
So what song was picked on here? Uh, Jekyll and High. I, I'm, I'm sorry, not Jekyll and High. Um, Pestilence and Plague. I agree with this. Uh, Pestilence and Plague is a very is a very good song. Uh, that and the, the title track, Nostradamus, I think are the if you're if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, which I completely understand, listen to Pestilence and Plague and Nostradamus. Uh, you'll get a lot out of it. They're really good pre-songs, especially Nostradamus. Nostradamus is some of the has some of the best instrumentals and um, vocal portions uh, from this era. Priest, it's it, that's the thing. It's like some songs are like Priest at their best, and some songs are a little boring. But it goes into context of the story that Nostradamus is trying to do, and it, it's a. I like I said, I really like this album. I know it's not everybody's favorite, and it, it will never be everybody's favorite. But I say give it a chance. Give it a couple listens. If you don't like it the first time, listen to it again. Because the first time you listen to it, you're not going to like it. But you're going to say to yourself, did I really not like it, or should I just try it again? And if you try it again, I really think you will get a lot more out of it. And I think you'll, you'll probably appreciate it. Yeah, I think I think it's worth your time. Uh, next album is Redeemer of Souls. This was a, another big album from Priest. This was um, this album came out. I hear this album come out. I believe it was 2017. Let's see if I'm right. Oh, 2014. Uh, nine, ten, about five years after. Nostradamus came out. They really, and this was back to back to form. This was uh, kind of felt like more like uh, Angel of Retribution type priest, uh, but a little bit more modern. It, it, it's modern day priest and like really modern day priest. It's this and Firepower are not my favorite albums, but I really like them. Um, I'll listen to them, but I won't go out of my way to listen to them the same way that I would go after the rest of their catalog and that even includes Nostradamus I will listen to Nostradamus more than I will listen to Redeemer of Souls and Firepower but they are great albums and they're definitely worth your time uh, Secrets of the Dead is the song that they picked, I agree not really much to be said, it's a really good free song the last album on the list and the last song we're going to pick is Firepower this was the tour that I went to. This was the first time I've seen Priest in concert. Uh, I felt like I didn't really get the whole... Uh, I would, I really liked the concert, but without KK and Tipton there, it just wasn't... Uh, it just wasn't the same. But I really do love this album, and I really did love the concert. And um, Loudwire picked Traitor's Gate. I say no. I would pick... Um, Never the heroes for this. I know it was a single. I know it's um, it's probably a little more popular, but I don't hear a lot of people talk about the song. Uh, whenever I whenever I hear Firepower brought up, uh, I hear a lot of times evil never dies. I hear uh, Children of the Sun, Lightning Strikes, Firepower. Those are the songs I really hear, but Never the Heroes I don't hear as much. And I really think Never the Heroes is a really good vocal performance from Halford. It's good instrumentals. It's just, it's a great song. Like I said, when it comes to Redeemer Souls and Firepower, I don't really have a, too much to say. Uh, 
I get excited when Priest releases new album, but it's not it's not the same. After Nostradamus, I kind of been a little disappointed by Priest over the past albums. Like they're great albums; they're not bad. I just kind of would like to see him do another concept album that could click with more people. I would like to see another Loch Ness type song. Um, I would like to see more experimentation. I'd like to see maybe they kind of do more, more of the style they had in the seventies. But that's just me. All in all, like I said, I love Priest, and I'm glad I was able to give a brief synopsis on their whole catalog. Over time, we are going to do a lot more with Judas Priest. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of albums from them. And like I said, I really want to do Jugulator at some point. Every song that I mentioned, every album I mentioned is worth your time. The only one I would say, nah, is Ram It Down. I, I don't like Ram It Down. To me, that's the low point of Priest. Disagree with me? Don't. It's up to you. But again, Thank you all uh, for listening. This is my first time doing a solo episode like this. I just wanted to get something out. Uh, it's not a—it's not the easiest thing in the world to do a solo episode like this without without Robert here. It's hard and not have somebody to bounce things off of. But I really like this. I had a lot of fun. Um, any way to talk about priest is a okay to me. Uh, Please, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, leave a review in iTunes. Uh, apparently, you could do that. We already got two five-star reviews. Um, I'm going to touch on that more on Friday when we record and we do our full episode. I have an email now. Uh, it's talking33rpm at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us anything. If you hate me, tell me. If you hate the show, tell me. If you love the show, tell me. Anything that you want to tell me. Just tell me. Um, I record, but this show is as much yours as it is mine. Because without you guys listening, we can't really do much. We also have a Facebook. I post on Facebook all the time. Um, I always post some recording when episodes are out. All that good stuff. I'm also working on a website. I want to have a website where I could do some written reviews. I want to have some sort of a vault system where anytime I talk about an album, I want to put it in that vault, and then you guys can click on it and see some of the stuff that I said about it. I'm working, um, I'm trying two sites right now, Squarespace and Wix, and I'm trying to do stuff and seeing what works for me. I'll have more information on it, uh, like I said, when we talk Friday. So yeah, if you guys want me to do more of these bonus episodes, let me know. And thank you always for listening. I'm Rich, and you're listening to Talking at 33 RPM. I'm out.